The power of music and the power of singing. Um, you know, how many people, anyone go to Blondie last night at the New West Fest? You missed out on Blondie? People. <laughs> There's something so powerful about music, isn't there? There's been a couple of times in my life where I've been at concerts, uh, whether they're Christian or not, and there's something that just happens when a, you know, a stadium of people or a group of people sing a song. Every song that's ever written to some degree, well, some songs, we won't get into them, are pointless. But, um, but so many songs, like, like that story about Let It Be, and like, I remember when we used to write songs, like, every song had like, a purpose and a meaning behind it. And when you get people singing that song, something just powerful happens, right? I was in, we were, we were in Chicago. Uh, we went and saw U2 opening day of their tour outside and at the Bears Stadium. And, uh, <laughs> all right, cool. That's music, man. I'll tell you what. And, uh, and we, like, we were, like, in our 30s, but yet we, like, went to the front row. And we, like, elbowed our way in. And then we're, they're singing uh, one of my favorite songs is Where the Streets Have No Name about heaven and about there will be no status in heaven. We're all part of God's family. And, and the place was, it was like unbelievable amount of screaming, I mean, just electric, right? And I'm looking around, I'm seeing people just, like, I'm seeing people lift their hands and crying and, and singing this song, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm at a worship service right now. <laughs> like, this is, this is like probably the mo more profound worship experience that I've had in church most of the time. And it was just a powerful, powerful moment. And the reason why I started playing guitar, you know, like most people, was November Rain by Guns N' Roses. And um, <laughs> slash out on that church with the wind in his hair. Oh, gosh. I remember one time we, were at, we had this band that came through, and it was New Year's Eve. And as it was turning uh, midnight, uh, they sang Hey Jude. And it was amazing. And it was just like, like 100 people yelling Hey Jude. It was awesome. And these moments are powerful moments. They revolve around singing and they revolve around music. And as, as people of Christ, uh, we gather together and we sing, right? Why don't we sing? That's the first thing typically we do is we sing. And as some churches try to be all cool, they like show up and don't sing first. I'm like, that's weird. Just sing first. We sing, right? That's what we do. So why do we sing at church? Have you ever wondered about that? Why do we sing? Why is it that wherever you go today, uh, which is typically church day, you go to any church within this city or the region, typically right away they sing. Why is that? Singing is a staple of history. It's a staple of, of even throughout all the scriptures, some, a lot of people think Genesis 1 is more of a song than like a historical document. You know, when, when, when uh, the Israelites go out uh, of Egypt and they cross the Red Sea, they sing a song together, and when Mary comes, the, the angel comes and says, you're going to have a, a child, he's going to be the Savior, she sings a song. When Jesus is at the Last Supper with his disciples, they're getting ready to go, and they take communion, and then they sing a hymn, and then he goes to the cross. So all throughout history, there's this thing of singing, and, and singing, music's a powerful thing, right? Like, you can't even put it in, like, it's like a mystery, right? But we, we believe that there's purpose behind singing. So today we're going to talk about why we sing. How does that sound? Good. You should go watch that Beatles thing. It's so good. Paul McCartney. That's Paul McCartney, right, from the Beatles, if you're a millennial? <laughs> just letting you know. Jesus, let's, we ask that you just would speak now as, as, you, as you do. Uh, thank you for your presence, God, and thank you for the gift of music and the gift of singing. Thank you that we get to share in that today with you. And we love you and thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Psalm 96, we're going to read this. If you want to just kind of take some deep breaths and take this in as I read it, I'm going to read the whole psalm, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, if you want to close your eyes and just hear the words. The psalms are songs, right? That's what psalm means. It's spelled with a P. Kind of like Mano... Uh, what is it? Mano... Yeah. <laughs> See an enemy. That's what it was. That's what I meant. <laughs> Psalm 96, let's, let's, let's read it together. You actually, why don't you just take, take it in. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his deeds, his marvelous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord has made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of the nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all of the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The Lord is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Let the nations rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the seas resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let the nations rejoice. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord. For he comes. He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and all the peoples in his faithfulness. Ooh, that's a good one. Be way better set to music, but you know, we'll do it better. So why do we sing? Why do we sing? First thing is creation is singing together right now. See, there's something that's in us that from even something that is like so tied to the way we were created that singing is part of creation. Singing is part of the way that God breathed life into us, right? Like, a, like listen to the verbiage of the psalm. It says, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let the sea resound in all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them, and all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice for heaven, for, before the Lord, for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. In Psalm 66, all of the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. See, all of creation is singing, right? When you're outside and the wind is blowing, and the leaves are rustling, and the birds are chirping, and those crickets are making that sound, and the frogs are croaking, and there's that weird buzzing insect in the tree. You ever hear that thing? Sounds like a transistor of a thing is going to explode. You're like, okay, I think it's a bug. <laughs> All of creation has been put in its heart a song. All of creation has been put into its heart and into its created DNA, into its being, a song to sing and its praise. All of the earth, when God spoke the world into motion, he put a song in our hearts. Have you ever seen a kid who walks around singing all the time? Like, oh, he has a song in his heart. Look at him. Right? Ultimately, we all do. Ultimately, all of creation sings the glory of God and proclaims the glory of God. That's why people who, they, they run to the mountains, they run to the oceans because they want to see the, the beauty of this earth. And whether they're spiritual or not, whether they know God or not, what, they're, what, they're, what, they're, what is resonating with them is the song from heaven, a song that's created in this creation for us. So I would go and we sit in silence and we listen. It's and it's the, the wind, the trees, the water. The earth is resounding in song. 
We are created to sing inside of us. Whether we think we have a great voice or not, God does. He thinks your voice is awesome. Right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Loud and proud, that's all I say. It's crazy the research they've done about singing. Um, there's, there was so much research about singing. Singing releases endorphins and, and, uh, and chemicals in your body that create happiness. Singing will, can improve your cognition. They're saying if you're trying to remember things, uh, put it into song. Do you ever have songs that you remember? Like songs that help you remember the states or something like that, or the presidents? You'll never forget that, will you? Sing le- singing leads to a longer life. They found people who sing regularly in their lives live longer, are happier. Singing brings more empathy and understanding between cultures. I think that's why in so many ways in the 60s, the Beatles were just this like revolutionary thing because it was like kind of this happy, love everybody, hopeful thing. And it just was like, whoa. It increases empathy, understanding. And in many cultures, singing, everything revolves around singing in many cultures. They get together, they sing. Back when my, my grandpa, uh, they grew up in this little, in the, in the hills, in the woods, in North, northern North Dakota. And they used to get together before TV and things like that. And his, he played the guitar, his brother played the banjo, and his other brother played the fiddle, and then one person played the mandolin. And they would all get together with all the families and all the farmers after they worked like 900 hours a week. And then they would get together and they would play music and they would sing. It was just a part of the culture, right? And now if you get together and sing in your house, you're like a weirdo. Like, what the heck? Why are they singing in there? You know? Or else everyone wants to come over, like, what's going on? <laughs> singing improves your memory with all, all, Alzheimer's and dementia, dementia patients. Uh, they, many times they'll forget the names of the people they love the most, but a song will come on and it'll just trigger. I think when, you're, when Rachel's grandma was dying and, and they would get together and they didn't know each other, but they would sing, You Are My Sunshine, and she would sing it three verses deep, right? How is that possible? They actually have found that people who sing in a group have a higher quality of life than people that sing alone. So there's actually research that says, like, when we sing together, when we get together and sing, there's something even deeper and more profound that happens. See, God has put in us this, this, this uh, 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 a chorus and a melody in us to sing, to, to let it all out. And even if we don't really like to sing, it's usually not based on not wanting to sing. It's usually based on someone saying something about your singing. And that person, it's no good, right? Jesus loves them. <laughs> but all the voices, when we sing together, there's something profound and deep that happens, Right? There's something that I've been, I've been in moments where I've sang with many, many people, and there's just something that you can't explain. Like, like you too, it's like a worship service, or like this is you too. Hey, it's not a worship service. It's amazing, but not a worship service. But God does something when people sing. That's why we sing as, as a church. It's not because it's just culturally something we do, but it's, it's actually out of the abundance of how we're created. And it's actually a natural response to the love for our God. And when cr- the created thing falls in line with the purpose of its creation, then God does something profound. So when we are meant to sing, we're meant to create music, you know, if there's more about music sometimes in the Old Testament than there is about anything else, right? The poets and the, and the prophecies a lot of time are set to song. And so this thing about singing together and being together and gathering together to sing is deeply connected to who we are created to be and God's purpose for us. And something happens when we do that that's deeply, 
deeply profound because it ties to the way we were made. And whenever you kind of fall into your intended purpose, it just is like this kind of beautiful thing. It's like when you use your gifts, like your natural gifts, and you're like, man, this is easy. And people are like, how do you do that? Like, I don't know. It's just easy. When God's creation sings together, like the other day, a couple weeks ago, when we were outside, church outside, and we were just singing around outside, and it wasn't all that fancy. But man, there was just moments just hearing the voice and the wind and the birds. You're like, man, we are aligning with something that God is meant to align with. That's why we sing. Creation is singing together already. Let's join together and sing. Next one. Are we doing okay? Singing together reminds us. When we sing together, and now more in the context of our church, or even in songs that really mean a lot to you, what, what hits you? I have so many songs that I could tell stories about, right? Because a song will remind me of a situation in my life. And when we sing, when we gather together, the reason why we start out singing, because it reminds us of who God is. It reminds us that there is something greater and bigger and more, more loving than me, and it takes my eyes off my situation and my brokenness and my dysfunction and my sinfulness, and it puts it back on who God is and what he's done in my life. He re- it reminds us of God's promises. I don't know about you, sometimes I don't want to come to church and sing. Anybody? But usually it takes about like a song and a half or maybe a, a chorus, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. God's promises are bigger than my situation. Oh, that's right. We do have a champion who is fighting for us. That I'm not in this alone. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have a God who is greater, who is more able. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And it's, when we get together to sing, it's just not like, all right, this is singing time, then we'll get into word time, then we'll get into this time. It's like, no, this is, this is, the begin- this is to like prepare our hearts and prepare the way for what God wants to do. And it reminds us it reminds us of who God is. It reminds us that, that he is stronger, that he is better. It reminds us that Jesus saved us, that Jesus loves us. It, it puts words on our mouths that our emotions might not be there yet. Anybody? Right? Do you know that many times to get your emotions there, you've got to put your words there? And to get your emotions there, you've got to put your lips and your song there? I heard someone say about worship leading, the, the best thing you do is you put great words remind people of their great God. And so our, our, our goal when we sing together is to remind us of who God is. It's to take our eyes off of all the things we have to do on Monday and all the things we have to do after church and all the things we had to deal with this week and all the people that made you frustrated and all the people that you have to deal with who made you frustrated are going to make you frustrated. You can see it coming. <laughs> and all your situations and how much you don't have and how much you don't how much you lack. And you take your eyes off that and you put it back on the God who has it all. And the God who has promised you that he will always be with you. And the God who promised you that he loves you. And the God who promises you that you are saved and set free. And it takes your eyes off it. And it reminds you, oh yeah, that's right. That's who I am. Oh yeah, maybe I'm not the screw-up I think I am Monday through Friday. Maybe I'm his very own treasured son or daughter. It reminds us. It's so important. We exalt God. We remind, it reminds us of who he is, of his character. Listen to these words. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all you earth, all of the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim 
his salvation day after day. Declare the glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all people. These songs like proclaim and declare. How, how, do, how many of you know that uh, just believing the truth isn't always the default? Anybody? Yeah, believing the true thing or the right thing isn't the default in my life, right? right? My emotions want to dictate what I think is true, but that's not how truth works, right? My declaring what God says is truth and proclaiming what he has done and what he has promised realigns my truth, realigns my heart to his. It reminds me of where I'm going and what he said about me and where I'm, what I'm going to do, and it lines me up to who he wants me to be. Declare, proclaim. Colossians 3 says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace and be thankful. So this is a letter to the church, to a church, a, ga- a, gr- a group of people, a gathering of people. Let the message of Christ dwell amongst you richly as you teach and admonish each other with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, or songs from the Spirit, singing to God with the gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. So let the message of Christ dwell in you richly. And, and, and the way you do this is through The way you let the message of Christ, the truth of Christ, your identity in Christ dwell in you richly is through psalms, through songs. It's through hymns. It's through a depth of words that put the truth of God in you. And it's, it's through spiritual songs. It's through a working of the Spirit through you as you sing. The way you allow the dwelling of Christ to be in you is through singing. He's, he's telling the church, the way you're going to do this is not by keeping the, all the doctrine really well or, or making sure you don't screw up this week. It's gonna, you're going to keep the attitude and hearts of Christ by singing when you sing together. It's a supernatural response to us singing. Well, I don't like that song. We sing that same part five times. We get it. <laughs> well, this one we've done for like five years, jeez, you know. I used to be like, I'm just not really feeling worship today. Which I should have said, hey, I'm kind of selfish today. Because the point of, of it is, is for me and for us together to realign ourselves to the God who loves us and to remind us of who God is. And I know we love to rate it. Oh, well, this song wasn't that good or that wasn't that good. And there's certain songs, you know, that you're like, okay, we could have like thought of another reference besides water this time. <laughs> Or fire. Those are the only two references you can have in worship music. But the way you let the message of Christ dwell within you richly is through singing. It's through his people singing together. And the Spirit does a work there that keeps your heart focused. It reminds you of what God's done. Because it's easy to forget, isn't it? Being honest. You know, I can, like, on Monday, God does this thing, it's great, Tuesday happens, and I I wake up, something bad happens, I'm like, God, where are you? It's like, I did this yesterday, what the heck? You know? And I'm all for, listen to all sorts of kinds of music, I love every bit of music, like, I'd be embarrassed to tell you, but but when when my heart and my mind is confused, and when my uh, eyes are set on the things that are not of God or the things that are making me stressed and worried and fearful, I start with music. 
I go, I have like maybe like 10 songs, I'll go listen to it, I've heard it 5,000 times, but there's something that happens when I sing these words that don't happen when I read my Bible. That don't happen when I kneel to pray. That don't happen when I talk to a friend. Because there's something profound that happens. The dwelling and reminding of who Christ is dwells with us when we sing. And sometimes it's not even a Christian song. It's just like, November rain. Just kidding. Some of you are going to go look that up because you don't know what that is. That's okay. So it reminds us, last thing is singing changes us. It change, it, there's something supernatural that happens, right? Like literally, I can feel my heart changing when I sing the words. I can feel the atmosphere of a room changing when a group of people sing the truth of God to the, the created, when the creation and the creator connect. I can feel it happen. And it's not all about feelings, right? We don't dictate our lives by our feelings, but God created feelings, and he loves to engage our feelings, and he loves to encounter his people. And when we sing, and we remind ourselves of who he is, and we remind ourselves of what he said, and we remind ourselves of who we are in him, all of a sudden he's like, there's my kids. We encounter God. Singing changes our hearts. Times I don't feel God, I don't feel like worshiping, I don't feel like singing, but when I do, God does something, a tangible work of his presence. Because we believe God's here all the time, right? I mean, we say that, but we're trying to believe that, you know? But what I pray is, like, God, I know that you're here, but I pray that I would just experience a tangible experience, a real experience of your presence. Verse 6 says, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all of the nations. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. There it is. When we come, we ascribe to God. We sing these words. Maybe we don't feel them. Maybe we don't fully believe them. But, but we're like, go, we're singing them. What happens is then we encounter him. When you ascribe to God his worth, his value, who he is, what he's done, when we, when we say thank you for Jesus, thank you for sending your son for us to die for us, then there's a moment where we tremble, where we experience him, and we're like, oh, something's happening here. The lies, the hopelessness, the stress, the fear, the anxiety melts away. There's a song, uh, the hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. You've heard that one? Turn your eyes upon Jesus. And my favorite, my favorite line, which is like the epitome of why we sing, is when, look full in his wonderful face, and then the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. And the light will grow strangely dim. It's like, listen, all the stuff that's happening out there is still happening. All the meetings I have to have on Monday and all the things I got to deal with on Tuesday is still going to happen. But for some reason in this time, I'm, it doesn't really matter compared to his glory and his grace. It doesn't really matter compared to my brothers and sisters, my friends, part of my family together, singing these words, growing in our faith, experiencing him together. All those things go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. 
So why do we sing? We don't just sing in our church. We sing in our car. Have you ever driven by someone who's just like into it? Like just like going for it? I love it so much. It's the best. This one guy was on the highway and like not paying attention and he's like kind of like moving. And I was like, and I just, I'm bad with road rage. I'm bad. Lord, heal my heart. And I'm just like, what is this problem? And I look over and he is just like into it so much. I'm like, well, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Just don't kill anybody. Or one time I was driving, I saw a, a woman uh, listening to radio. I could hear, like, the, through the window, and she was just, like, praising the Lord as she was driving. And I'm like, wow, that doesn't seem safe. But, but I think she gets it, right? I think she gets it. I, I worked at a place one time, and I rather, and it was a really tough place to work. People were, it was just tricky, you know, how it's tricky sometimes to love people. Anybody? Yeah. So I started, like, at my desk listening to work, music that was encouraging and edifying and uplifting and worshipful and good. And it kind of just changed my heart. And, you know, sometimes we pray that God would change all their hearts, but God's like, yeah, you know what I really want to do? I want to change your heart. Because all of a sudden, their attitudes and their, the way they act was the same, but my heart was changed. It's like, yeah, maybe I can love you. Maybe I can be more patient. Because the things of this earth grew strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Why don't you guys come up? Last thing. So, we, we sing because it's a part of the way we were created, right? That's why, like, how many thousands of people are at New West Fest this weekend? We were down there Friday, and it was just, like, fun and crazy, and people actually dance. Like, in North Dakota, they don't dance, just so you know. If you go to concerts, we used to call it Fold Your Arm Fest, because people just sound like this, you know? People dance here. I was like, what? People are dancing? I don't, for obvious reasons. No rhythm, but there's a reason why we sing. There's a reason why we gather. It's the reason why concerts and stadiums sell out so people can sing these songs. It's because it's part of the way God created us. And whether we attribute it to God or not, we still do it. It's still part of us. And then singing, when we sing together at church, when we gather together to sing, it reminds us of who he is. The singing time isn't less important than the preaching time. The preaching time isn't less important than the singing time. It's all part of God's purpose and plan because he knows that we need to get our eyes off of the things of this earth and back onto him to be reminded. And and he knows that we need to encounter him because we don't sign up to have a God who is so distant and disconnected from us. We sign up for a God who is personal and real and engaged and desperate to be connected to us more and more. This last verse, Zephaniah 3, 17. This is cool. You know how we sing to God? It says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love, and he will exult over you with loud singing. So not only do we come when we sing to God, God sings back to us. Think about it as some of you who are parents and you, you sit and you sing to your children. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. We sing that one a lot. We sing over our children. God sings over us. The, the, the word there, he will rejoice over you with gladness, he, it actually means that he's like, spin, it's like, it turns to like spinning like a top. Remember tops like from the, a long time ago? Tops. He's like so excited about you and to be with you. He's just like rejoicing over you with singing. Then he'll quiet you with his love. 
And then he will sing over you. He will sing to you as you sing to him. That's the God we serve, you guys. That's the God we serve. Not a God who we have to like, make sure we tell him all the good things about him so he'll come down. We have to tell him, like, oh God, we think you're great. Like, here's a bunch of stuff. Please do something now. It's not, the, it's, not, it's not that way. God is already singing over you. He's already coming to quiet you, to bring you peace. And we sing to him, not for his gain, because he doesn't need it. We sing to him because it reminds us, and it's for our gain. Man, you know what? Compared to God, compared to this being saved and being healed and being forgiven, all this stuff means really nothing. The 95% of the fears I have that don't even happen is just a waste of time in the light of his glory and grace. So there is a God who is singing over you, and that's why we sing. The reason why we sing together is there a God that's singing with us because it's the way we're created and it's the way he put that inside of us. It's, remember, we are created in his image and his likeness, so he loves to sing. So now we just get to sing together. And I would encourage you as, we, as you go and as you, as you put words on your lips that you sing, that you would put good words on your mouth, that you would, when we get together, that we would anticipate the reminding of who God is. And we would anticipate an encounter. It's kind of this push now, like every song should be that way to him. Right? We need that, I get that. But God's not uh, bring it in. God is a come to you, God. That's the beauty of our God. Can we stand together and pray and we're going to sing? And my prayer as we sing today that we would have an engagement and an encounter, a connection with God, and that you would take your eyes off of the things that are stressing you out, that are trying to derail your faith, that are trying to uh, disconnect your relationships, the things that are trying to get you discouraged and feeling hopeless, and that we would look full into the wonderful face of Jesus who is singing to us because we are his children. So God, would you just speak now as we sing this. If you feel comfortable just to kind of put your hands out, to lift your hands to him as a, as a sign of surrender, as a sign of, of receiving, as a sign of, of praise and thanksgiving to him. We worship you, Lord. And today we sing to you, God, as a reminder. Creation coming into alignment again and as a reminder of who you are and then we ask that you would change us, change our hearts, restore our mind, our emotions, align them with yours as we sing. In the name of Jesus, we pray.